This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini sode. This is the one, the little little one, the baby one. You know what it's like. You've heard it. Do you want to go first this time? Oh my god! Seriously? Why not change it up? Twenty twenty. Wow. Uh, okay. This is a prison guard story. Mm. Hello, beautiful people. Oh, hello. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. My dad. He's really my stepdad, but he raised me, and my biological dad doesn't deserve the title. Suck it, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Dennis! You get to write in and you get to say what you want. That's right. So my dad was a guard at a maximum security prison in Arkansas for several years during his 20s. He has many stories about the job, but my favorite has to be the time he was almost murdered by an inmate while working in general population. Fuck. He became good friends with a lot of the inmates in Gen Pop and really enjoyed his job. However, there are always some bad apples in prison. Oh. No shit! Who, who wrote this? <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Ned Flanders? What's happening? <laughs> that want to stir up trouble. Uh-huh. And one of these inmates really had it out for my dad for some reason. One day said... He, he, he was the corrections officer. Right. That's why. Right. One day said inmate walked up behind my dad with a shank in his hand made from a toothbrush. Ooh. Just as he was about to attack my dad, another inmate saw what was happening, pulled out his own shank. Uh-oh. Fucking shanks for everyone. But no one's brushing their teeth. <laughs> Came up behind the bad inmate and stabbed him in the throat. Oh, oh my God. Killing him. Oh, my fucking God. My dad remembers hearing a scuffle behind him. When he turned around, he saw the bad inmate's body on the ground. The good inmate looked at my dad and said, he was about to kill you. Jesus Christ. I'm a journalist, so naturally I peppered my dad with questions, including how the hell do you make a shank out of a toothbrush? But he didn't know much more due to the fact that his back was turned and they never found out what the inmate's motive was. He was a murderer? Yeah, or, yeah. That's about it. It's jails. Jail isn't the place where you start critical thinking and really planning out good stuff that you're going to do. <laughs> My dad stayed employed at the prison for a while after that. The good inmate ended up getting released on good behavior not too long after he saved my dad's life. <laughs> well, you know, I wonder if that was part of the decision making process. Right. He saved a fucking yeah. a corrections officer. And probably, chances are, took care of some of his own business. Amen. I mean, you... You wouldn't do that entirely just for a corrections officer, would you? Maybe not. Uh, yeah. Good behavior, including murdering people who are going to murder corrections officers. Yeah. For, you know what this all makes me think of is mm-hmm. everyone should listen to Ear Hustle because it's a podcast that is made by people who are in prison yeah. and they tell stories all about this stuff and they can speak to it. Right. They're probably like, yeah, there's lots of critical thinking in, in prison because you have to fucking stay alive <laughs> sure. every single day. Yeah. Ear Hustle, 100%. Ooh. The good... Okay. Needless to say we are all very grateful my dad had friends on the inside stay sexy and always make friends in jail question mark (laughs) love kate be the kind of corrections officer that people would want to say that's true that's a good kind of life philosophy sure okay if a how about if a correction if a corrections officer can make friends with prison inmates then you can make friends with anyone yeah anyone in your dorm right (laughs) (laughs) Stay positive. Yeah. I'm not going to read the subject line of this because it gives it away. Okay. Hey, MFM crew. Great pod. Don't ever change. Here's my story. 
On January 29, 1988, Eric Robert Rudolph bombed an abortion clinic in Birmingham, Alabama. Roughly six months later, my brother and I, ages seven and nine respectively, were on a mission to make a hot summer day at least slightly different than all the other ones that came before it. Mm. Our childhood home in a Birmingham suburb backed up two miles of woods where we spent most of our free-range childhood. Mm. I can relate. On this particular day, we decided to take a left where we normally went right, and we came upon a makeshift campground. Oh, my God. A single folding chair, dozens of empty span tins. Oh, God. <laughs> and even more Michelob Ultra bottles were scattered around the burned out fire pit. Naturally, our first instinct was to touch everything. We stomped <laughs> on the spam tins, threw the bottles against trees, and used the folding chair to reenact some of our favorite WWE moves. Yes. Right? After we had caused all the mayhem we could and destroyed any chance of evidence collection, oh, God. we ran home to tell our mom about our day. I'll never forget the face she made or the tone of her voice as she relayed our discovery to a 911 operator. As it turns out, police suspected Rudolph hid out in the woods around Birmingham for a while after the bombing. After the police inspected the place, they told my parents it was probably just a local teenager's hangout spot. But to this day, my mother swears, quote, only a psychopath would eat that much spam. (laughs) Thank you. Eric Rudolph, (laughs) Eric Robert Rudolph was finally arrested in 2003 in North Carolina where he'd been hiding out in the woods for years. During his reign of terror, he bombed Centennial Park during the 1996 Olympics, oh, yeah. other abortion, another abortion clinic, and a lesbian bar all in Atlanta. After his arrest, he explained he was fighting against abortion and, quote, the homosexual agenda. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> for real. He's currently serving life without possibility of parole in a supermax prison. Right. Stay sexy, and if you can't stay out of the forest, at least don't disturb a serial bomber's hangout, <laughs> Jim. P.S. My dad made us clean up the scene after the cops oh. left. <laughs> That is such a dad move. That is such a dad move. Clean it up. Clean it up. Sweep up that glass. Oh my god, Jim, amazing. That was real. That's so scary. That's, that is. That's like the. That's exactly what the eighties were like. Yeah, destroyed a fucking hobo camp that you found. Yeah, it could have belonged to a serial killer. Yeah. Your dad made you clean it up. <laughs> and you're the one somehow in your brown corduroy right. pants that's getting in trouble. That's right. This is witness in a murder trial. Hello, Georgia and Karen. As a longtime true crime fan and more recent listener of your podcast, I have to share with you that last week I had one of the most thrilling experiences of my life when I was called as a witness in a murder trial. Oh, my God. I work for the U.S. Forest Service in a dark, mossy, Sasquatch-infested national forest. (laughs) In the eight years I've worked for the Forest Service, I've learned that people go to their public lands to do weird things. Yeah, they do. I've encountered a cache of stolen guns, a Wild West shootout between a real cowboy and some tweakers. Uh oh! A hostage situation, mysteriously exploding four wheelers, and countless people that I'm pretty sure did something illegal. I just didn't know quite what. <laughs> <laughs> I was called as a witness in a trial involving two young men who were very much under the influence of drugs that decided, for whatever reason, to steal a minivan belonging to one of their step parents and take a trip into the national forest in the dead of winter, 2019, uh. during a week of heavy rain. Well, I'm not sure exactly the motive. When the two men stopped at a campsite in the forest. One of the men overcame and murdered the other one, then set the minivan ablaze. Oh, my God. My role as a witness was fairly minor. I was asked to testify when the campsite was or was not occupied that week in order to establish a timeline. However, it was absolutely thrilling to stand before a judge, swear in, and help put the murderer behind bars. He was found guilty after a mere four hours of deliberation. Wow. I had to share this with you because it was just so exciting. I do, however, feel very bad for the family of the victim, who most certainly did not deserve to die. 
die that night in the forest. Sincerely, C.S. Drugs. Drugs. Drugs are a bummer. Drugs are a bummer. The forest is a bummer. Just like the idea of being in a minivan high out of your mind. Um, You're just like, I have an idea. Let's go to a remote part of the forest and then I'll snap and lose my mind on you. Horrible. Just not cool. No. This is a good one. It just says hometown story. Hello. A few years ago, I was staying in a hotel in the Czech Republic mountains with my friend Kara. We were sharing the very last hotel room on the left at the end of the hall and also shared a small entranceway with the room to our left. So we could tell that there was no one checked into that room. One of the first nights in our hotel room, Kara and I were laying in our separate beds talking with the lights off. After a while, we both mumbled goodnight and the conversation stopped. I, of course, took out my phone and took advantage of the free Wi-Fi to connect with people back home in the States. While I was scrolling through my phone, my friend started sobbing quietly and somewhat pathetically in her bed. I paused listening to hear her crying and felt mostly uncomfortable since she wasn't typically a crier and I wasn't typically a comforter. (laughs) I locked my phone and listened, letting another minute pass, hoping she would just stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. Oh my God. Just stop. (laughs) I can't help you with this. Please stop. It's terrible. And trying to figure out just how to respond to this awkward situation since she wasn't. It's called, are you okay? Can I do anything? Yeah, I guess that's all you really need to do. You don't have to solve it in the moment. Yeah, you don't have to talk. You just let them talk. Okay. It's just the the uh, depth and breadth of like nighttime in the in yeah. the room sobbing. But here's a secret: if someone's sobbing and they know you can hear them, it's because they want you to help them, right? Which then you know that triggers oh, yeah. the part of me that goes, "Now I will never help you." <laughs> See how I can be? Wait, this isn't a story about me. Okay, I was just about to say something from across the room when Kara says, "Are you okay?" <gasps> Uh-huh. Oh. I remember freezing for a second and taking the time to think, are you fucking kidding oh me? Oh, my God. I put my phone down, acknowledged with annoyance that I was about to tell Cara there was a little ghost girl sobbing in our room. And after another beat said, I thought that was you. <laughs> Cara, of course, screamed, shot out of bed, flew straight to the light switch and flicked it on. There was no one there and the crying had stopped. Cara exclaimed that she felt someone standing next to her bed in the dark and thought it was me. Oh, my God. We both slept with the lights on that night in my bed, obviously, and made the mistake of looking up why little girls would be haunting the Czech Republic mountains. Uh. All we could find was that those mountains used to be a hiding place for Nazi soldiers who'd fled Hitler's army during World War II. So make of that what you will. Oh, stay sexy and don't get a hotel room at the end of the hall. Amber. That is terrifying. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Holy shit. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder and here's the important note that promo code is 
all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines and June's journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like, perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, this one's called, uh, I'm not telling you. Okay. Hello, sweet friends. I'm still fairly new to the MFM family. I'm a big scaredy cat and tried to listen for the first time while driving down a dark rural road. I know. <laughs> but I've since become obsessed and I'm binging episodes like crazy. In episode 165, during the conversation about the Richmond Hill explosion, mm-hmm. which I did live, uh, Georgia referenced the time gas lines exploded outside of Boston. It actually happened in my sister's town. I was out for dinner when a friend of mine texted me the news article saying, doesn't Michaela live in North Andover? Always wanted to jump right to the worst case scenario. Hello, anxiety. I immediately called and texted my sister a million times with no response. Finally, she called me sobbing, saying that she had been evacuated and had to come over. What she later told me after chugging the wine I'd opened right as she arrived (laughs) is that her apartment complex was right on the gas line and had been evacuated as it could explode at any moment. Oh my god. How terrifying. So scary. When she couldn't get to her house because all the police barricades, my badass sister parked her car and ran. Ooh. A policeman shouted at her to stop, but she shrieked back, I have to get my cat! 
Oh. My sister ran back into the apartment complex, shoved her kitten into a duffel bag. It was the first thing she could find and then noped right out of there. <laughs> Poor crap. Luckily, she was unharmed. Her apartment did not blow up and her cat was left with only a little PTSD from being <laughs> transported in a shoulder bag and brought to her weirdo aunt's big city apartment. My sister is the biggest murderino I've ever met and she's my best friend. I'm so glad she turned me on to this amazing community. Stay sexy and maybe keep your pet carrier closer to the door. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I, I'm just glad she didn't get arrested after coming yeah. back out. Like there wasn't some kind of. What did she? Yeah. So, I mean. I would do it. Yeah. But then I'd have to do. I thought about that. If there's like an earthquake or something. There's three fucking cats I have to wrangle that are all freaking out. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Yeah. You, you better get a can of herring and just have it nearby. <laughs> or spam. Or spam. Psychopaths. <laughs> Okay, ready for the last one? Yeah. It's one. It's the kind that make me very happy. Okay. The subject line is, a distant cousin of the greeting card masturbator, question mark, question mark, question mm. mark. <laughs> yada, 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 nice stuff. Love you guys. Okay, so <laughs> I worked for a few years at a retail store in a shitty mall in downtown Toronto, Ontario, Amen. Canada, while I was in my undergrad, and boy, did that place have stories. I'll spare you from all the details, but some highlights include man masturbating into the changing room curtain, chainsaw wielding psycho running through the mall and being tackled by security mm. parentheses it made the news mm. woman caught on security cameras throwing a five foot potted palm over her head at her boyfriend <gasps> <laughs> man huffing paint in the medical clinic downstairs oh my god <laughs> then climbing up through the ceiling tiles in the bathroom and running ar around above the clinic to horrified people in the waiting room oh my god you know typical stuff but there has always been one story that really stuck with me since it was around the time I started near the end of the day when the store got a call and I picked up the man on the other end asked if we had any fur coats this was in June so I said no he asked if I could check in the back so I did and lo and behold we had one he asked me to describe said coat and told me it was for his mother halfway through my description he cut me off with a loud oh yeah keep going <laughs> and before he could say any more I hung up horrified he proceeded to call several more times over the next two years <sighs> but thanks to my need naive ass taking one for the team and caller ID, no one else had to endure another call. Now cut to a month after the store closed, R.I.P. Long Tall Sally. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's why I started laughing so hard when we were when we were reading the name Long Tall Sal Long Sally tall is a clothing Sally. store. How did that not survive? Is it is it a clothing store for women over five five ten it got, or something? It's gotta be Long Tall Sally. Oh, but, uh, just, Stephen's looking it up. Please do Canadian Long Tall Sally. Oh my God. Oh Jesus Christ. Long Tall Sally. <laughs> I love Canada so I much. It is the most... I love that culture. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, Stephen found it. I guess the online shop is still around. It oh! Says, Do they says, have fur coats? Describe it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Global destination for a tall women's style. Exclusively designed. Exclusively tall. Yes! Wow. Yes! Long Amazing. tall Sally. You're welcome over five nines. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this was also a tall fur coat, not just a regular <laughs> fur coat. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> R.I.P. Long Time Sally. When I was scrolling through Buns, a community chat room slash trading platform, B-U-N-Z. Okay. Canada. Uh, when I came across a thread called The Fur Coat Masturbator. No! Intrigued, I started reading and it was the guy. According to various retail workers, he had been calling different retail stores all over Ontario for the past 15 years. Holy shit. He always asks about fur coats and always as a gift for his mother. I can only imagine what kind of fucked up shit happened for this guy to enjoy yeah. torturing young female retail workers just trying to do their damn jobs. And including your mom. In and it. including your mom in the story, which <sighs> is part of part of the Yeah, it's part of it. Part of it. Ooh, fur coats. What happened to that person? Yeah. What strange childhood fur coat uh, trauma did he go through that that's what he spends the rest of his <laughs> life doing anyway love the podcast and all you do Heather R Heather good one so uh, we have a new one the fur coat masturbator I mean if only everyone would write in we could just get all of them we could get a nice catalog like a coffee yeah. table book going. right we need your local weirdo caller slash I mean, please, masturbator. It's maybe we should do an episode, Stephen, where you just edit together all the um, <laughs> all the perverts we've had on. Just per the pervert, the pervert, pervert special. Yeah, Stephen, why is your face so red? <laughs> Stephen is Stephen's so red like, right um, now. I have nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> fifteen I'm years. I'm not interested in fur coats. I I'm was not fifteen years old. I don't even like Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> You know that one person made a Swiss a Stephen the like we know we have the cocaine bear yeah. like that person made, made one Steven of me as the Swiss, Swiss cheese pervert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's well, actionable. I do think it is. <laughs> you can't a, call Stephen the pervert. I didn't. No, 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 oh. not you. <laughs> you said it to me. I didn't do it. Stephen did give us these little Valentine's Day cards. I want. Is he the greeting card? Don't pervert. Make me say it. <laughs> Don't make me accuse him on yeah, yeah. national podcasting. National. It's actionable. Was that it? I think that was it. That was a quick one, it felt like. It really did. Well, those were so good. Each yeah. one. Each one a tale in itself. A Italian. Italian finger kiss Mwah. to the sky. Mwah. God bless you all. Um, send your weird stories to my favorite murder at Gmail, or you can go to myfavoritemurder.com and there's a, what is it called? There. A link? Uh, no, it's uh, a, you there's can an icon. Submission there's a form. clickable icon. Submission form. Uh, there. Dot biz. <laughs> <laughs> That'll always be funny to me. Yeah, I, I, love I don't it. know why. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, you want a cookie? <laughs>